This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Amen. Well, I want to bring you a message today entitled, What is your Jericho. What is your Jericho? I, I think, you know, when God gives you something uh, that you've never seen before, I'm talking, I, I had never seen this in children's church. I had never seen this uh, in the songs we sang growing up. I, and so many different things. I had never seen these things before. So when God showed me this today, I was so excited. I've been running around preaching it for about four or five days to the staff. And they're like, do we have to come on Sunday after you preach it so much? But uh, God's done some great stuff. And uh, let's read in Joshua chapter 6. Verse number one, Joshua chapter six, verse number one says now, and notice this, now the gates of Jericho, this is where God really stopped me. The gates of Jericho were tightly shut. I mean, they just weren't closed. They were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in. They had shut down this city Why? And we're going to focus on that in a moment. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its kings, and all its strong warriors. God says, you're going to win this battle. Watch what he says next. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Now stop for just a moment. Let's notice this. God says, hey, notice that town that's set up, that's all shut up because you're here. All right, you're going to take it. It's totally possible. Did you say that word with me? It's totally possible. It's totally possible you're going to take it. But God says, but you and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. And when you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horns, have all the people shout as loud as they can. I said, that's a, that's a preacher's dream right there, to have everybody shout amen as loud as they can. Last service, we had somebody love me enough, went amen, you know, but anyways. Uh, then the walls of the town will collapse and all the people can charge. Notice this, the walls will fall and all the people can charge straight into the town. God says the walls will fall and what was impossible will be totally possible. I want you to watch this. Father God, I thank you for this day as you have revealed this truth in my life, and I pray, God, that you will reveal it to the others. Father, let me get out of the way, and you totally get in the way as you show us what your word has to say today, for you are the king of glory. Open this to us in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, let me just celebrate with some of you for a moment. How many of you, your football team won yesterday? Yeah, come on now. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. You know, uh, I noticed something very strong uh, throughout all the games yesterday, though. It was your team, and who was that they're playing? You know, who was that? Where are they from? Why was it that way? Well, everybody was determined that they were going to play somebody on their opening game that the win was totally possible because nobody wants to start the season with a loss. 
Everybody wants to start out. So when they were planning, all of those coaches, all those teams, they said, who do we know? I mean, it's like you never book somebody that's going to beat you at your homecoming. Can I get an amen? Right? Why? Because you look at it and you say, this is totally possible for me. I know when I was a basketball coach, there'd be those years that, that we'd be having great years and we'd be winning. I've seen it even as Pastor Danny's been coaching through the years. They're winning. We're winning like crazy. And, and as we're winning, you know, I'm always thankful for that team that comes in who's a next level team, who, who help you get perspective. There's been a lot of games that I've watched us play that we could have probably done a lot better in, but just because we knew it was an easy win, they've been close games. I mean, you want to see Pastor Danny turn blood red and start throwing stuff almost. What? Yeah, he, he got a technical and, and, and kicked out of his very first game at War Hill. Amen. <laughs> yeah. And so you want to see that with him. Watch his players. Watch, I mean, he, he can handle a lot of stuff, but watch his players not care because you've already got it. You know it's a win. You know it's possible. You know it's easy. And so I always loved it when we bring in a team. We used to bring in this prep team because there was those times our, we had kids in like uh, 11th grade juniors who thought they were ready for the NBA. We were playing all these other little small schools and they're out there like, I don't even have to look. And I loved it because we bring in these other schools and there was this one that was this prep school. And what we mean by a prep school, this prep school is when your grades weren't good enough for college yet, but your, your sports were great. So they sent you to a prep school so they could, they could teach you a little bit more. Well, we bring in this prep school and this prep school would slaughter us, absolutely slaughter us. And I'd be sitting over there enjoying every minute of it. Why? Because it took those people that felt like they were totally capable, totally able and didn't even have to try and show them you're not where you think you are yet. Now imagine with me the children of Israel. The children of Israel have been in the wilderness and they, the, the adults don't know anything but the wilderness. That's all they know. They, all they know is how to be rough and tough. And so when they're coming into the promised land, they are a force to be reckoned with. I, I think we get, a, we get this little image of, of just a small group of people marching into the promised land. I want, you, I want you to put this in perspective, okay? When the children of Israel arrived in the promised land, they are three million people strong. Okay? Think about that for just a moment. There's three million of them that come marching in to the promised land. They cross over, God parts the water, they cross over uh, uh, through that, they place the stones there as memorials that God brought them across the Jordan River. And, and as they come across, they're three million strong. They're rough, they're tough, they're ready for a fight. These kings that we talked about when the sun stood still, they're already, uh, you know, uh, they know how to fight. They know what they're doing. And, and so all these things have been happening. And the first major obstacle they come to is Jericho. Now, when they come to Jericho, it's kind of that, that moment when you face that next level obstacle. And my whole life, and this is what, I, what I've learned, my whole life, I've heard it preached that Jericho, great big, big, big Jericho, little bitty Israelites, Right? You know, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. He sung the songs. Big Jericho. Jericho was so big that chariots ran on one of the walls. Six feet wide, the, the, thick the walls were. One of the walls was 52 feet high. So take the height of that wall and double it. 52 feet high. And we've always envisioned little Israel and Joshua standing out there going, 
oh, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? And God showed me in the Word and showed me through history this week that that perspective is 100% totally wrong. It's, it's just totally wrong. The first verse of this tells us that Jericho has shut its gates, locked its doors. They put everything they can against it because Jericho knows Jericho is facing a serious problem. Jericho is surrounded by three million Israelites. I want to put this in perspective for you. For three million Israelites to all have a normal three-foot space to stand in, okay, that means they took up 54 million square feet. Four square miles. I don't know if you're getting this or not. Jericho, some of our people were in, were in Israel last week from the first service, and they came to me and they said, they said, Pastor, it's exactly like you're saying. You drive by, by Jericho, and people say, there's Jericho, and you're like, where? I'm like, well, you know the walls fell, right? You know, but uh, where? Because Jericho is only, get this, 12 acres big. 12 acres, all right? So let, 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 me, let me help you get this in perspective a little bit more. Are, are you ready for this? Think no parking lots, but think North Georgia premium outlets. Some of you are going, I don't know what those... The ladies all should say, amen. <laughs> think the outlet mall right up here. All right? That's about 12 acres. Or just double our church property. 12 acres of property. 12 acres is all that Jericho was. It took about a mile and a half to, to go around the outside of it, but it was only 12 acres. It had a huge wall. But when the children of Israel descend on Jericho, I want you to get this. When they descend on Jericho, they are four square miles. So that means as far, you can only see about 3.4 miles. So as far as the naked eye can see, the people inside of Jericho are looking out and all they can see are the children of Israel. And here's where God began to deal with me. Here's where God began to speak to me. God gave me this truth that the possible is the pathway to the impossible. I want you to get this. The possible is the pathway to the impossible. God began to show me that the fact that Jericho was going down was settled. It was a foregone conclusion that Jericho was going under. It was, everybody knew it. Jericho knew it. They locked everything down. They were trying. The children of Israel, they're strategists, they're warriors. I mean, Caleb is trying to figure out, all right, what's it going to take to get over that wall? And they're thinking it's going to, oh, it's going to cost us maybe 10,000 lives. We're going to breach that wall. Jericho is going to fall. We're going to take Jericho. I mean, it's obvious that little bitty Jericho, big old force of Israelites, it's going to fall. And look what God does to them. God shows up and he says to, to uh, Joshua, he says it this way. He says, Joshua, you're going to win. It's going to happen. It's going to fall. But here's what I want you to learn, he says. But I want you not to do it your way. I want you to do it my way. Now, wait a minute. What do you mean, God? God says, I know this is totally possible for you, but I want you to give me your possible so I can do something impossible. God says, as long as you try to do it your way, it's going to be a bloody battle. As long as you try to do it your way, there's going to be a struggle. As long as you say, you know what, I can do this, but God says, stop doing it your way, start doing it my way, and I'm going to give you something they'll be talking about in a few thousand years. Amen. That's the kind of God that I serve. My God sent me with a message to you today. When you stop living life your way and start living life God's way, God's going to give something for other people to talk about because he's going to change your life and do the impossible. 
And so God's speaking to us, and he's putting this into perspective. I, I, don't, I don't think all of you have it into perspective uh, yet. Imagine if you were to bring the entire U.S. military, everybody, all the branches, every active serviceman, and let them descend upon North Georgia Premium Outlets. Some of you go, that's some serious sales going on at the outlets. Amen. Listen, and I'm not being prophetic, by the way. Amen. That was only half as many people that surrounded Jericho. It was going to happen. And all I've heard about is how all these years God did the impossible. That God struck my heart this week and said the reason He was able to do the impossible was because they gave Him the possible. And I want to help you with this today. You see, they would have taken Jericho. What would the casualties have been? How many people would have died? How many people would have lost their life trying to take that part of the wall that would have been knocked down for the Israelites to take? Tens of thousands would have died. But watch what God says. God says, when you give me your possible, I'll make it happen in such a way that seems impossible because not only did 10,000 people not die, a 1,000 people didn't die, a hundred people of the Israelites didn't die. Fifty, ten, not one Israelite died in the battle that day. Why? Because God said, when you do it my way, the pain of trying to do it your way moves to the side and you walk into the impossible through the hands of a God who's already paid the price. I mean, I know my, my strategy, we like to have the scars. We like to say, look what we did. I mean, why not use a battering ram? Why not, why not starve them out? Why not scale the walls? But circle the city. We've been talking about boundaries and those prayer circles that you've been writing. Circle the city. I mean, what's that all about, God? I don't get it. I mean, it seems like a strange request. It was within their power to take the city. It was foregone. It was going to happen. But this is probably one of the most relevant points to where we live each and every day. We fight too many battles our way. I mean, you let somebody cross you. Somebody crossed me on the road yesterday or Friday. My goodness. I'm pulling down the road in my big old truck. You know what I mean? It's a little electric thing out in front of me. Come on. And they're like, they made it their, their purpose to keep me in line. I was like, and I had it all planned out. I was going to try to be as spiritual as possible so I didn't have to repent too much afterwards. <laughs> I saw where the hole was going to happen. I knew how I was going to shoot around them. And I was going to, and I was going to give them that stare. <laughs> Get your little remote control car off the road. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just as I'm approaching the the gap. Just as I'm almost there, the phone rings. And there's a young man I've been trying to disciple for two years. <laughs> I see the gap. I see his name. I'm like, I'll never be able to do it with him on there. I hit, hello. And I see the opportunity. And I said, don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. I'm telling him how to love Jesus and I'm ready to hate my neighbor. You see, you let somebody wrong you, 
And you have it within your power to set them straight. You let somebody hurt your wife's feelings, and you'll know, I mean, you better not mess with my house. But God says, stop doing the possible things your way, and why don't you pray for those and do good to those who despitefully use you. It's what the Word of God says. He says, if you'll stop doing what you can do your way and start doing it my way, I'll bring a miracle. He said, I might take that neighbor who cursed you out, and I might bring him to God's house and let you see him come to know Christ and give you peace in your neighborhood. Why? Because you did it God's way. You know, we all have these habits that we can't break, and so we try. I mean, I I know people who literally, like, screw padlocks onto their refrigerator. Give the key to somebody else. (laughs) Some of you going, bad idea, but people do that. They chain their refrigerators. They they try to, to find themselves when they do something wrong, and they've been trying, and they've been trying, and it hurts so bad. And God says the reason it hurts so bad is because you're trying to do what you can do. He says, I'm not telling you to be lazy. I'm going to send you on a walk that's going to change who you are. But as you're going on that walk, you're going to realize that the reason you ended up where you ended up was because you were doing your possible. When you start doing God's possible, God starts changing your life, and the impossible happens. Amen. Some of you are saying, well, you don't know, pastor. You don't know how big my problem is. You don't know how great my addiction. You don't know how great my struggle is, but you don't know how good my God is. And he is able. Amen. He's able. I thought about when we need a miracle, we'll exhaust every natural resource. But God says, you have not because you ask not. And we're going, but I'm ready, but I'm ready. And he says, no, you're not. See, that's what the walk is more about. Getting ready. I mean, prayer seems just as foreign to us walking around a city quietly. Some of us, would, we're in 100 days of prayer, and some of us would have a harder, it'd be easier for us if God said, go walk around Dawsonville. But God says, do what I've told you to do, and I'll do what I promised to do. You see, the difference is that when we obey God, when we come in obedience, get this, obedience to God, that's the giving him our possible. All right, Lord, I'd do it this way. But your word says do it that way. There's been so many times in my life that I have done it my way. I should sing the song. Some of you are going, don't do an Elvis impersonation. I won't, I won't. Thank you, thank you very much. But anyways, all right. <laughs> yeah, help him, Lord. But I've done it my way enough that when I finally get through, I say, God, why didn't I do it your way to start with? You see, the cost of obedience to God prevents, I want you to notice this, it prevented the pain. Obedience prevents the pain. They would have lost thousands. They would have been victors, but there would have been weeping in the camp. You see, there's been enough moments in my life, and I don't know why I feel led to share this story in this service, but I'm just going to tell it to you. This, thank God you don't have to preach and share your stories. My wife went to a, a store and bought me a Christmas present one time, and it was a Christmas present that just didn't work. She had asked them, she said, I'm nervous about this, and, and if my husband really, really doesn't like this, can he get a return? And the salesman said to her, oh, we have no problem with returns. 
sold her on the fact that if I wasn't happy, I could bring it back. So I wasn't happy. It didn't work. So we headed back to the store. I walk into the store and there are signs plastered all over the counter that says no returns to this store. This man looked at my little wife, basically told her she was dumb and couldn't read. And my flesh rose up. (laughs) Any of you ever dealt with anything like that? My flesh rose up. And as my flesh rose up, I thought to myself, you don't understand. You're going to take this back. I started seeing images in my mind of ways they were going to take it back. (laughs) Finally, after making an absolute fool of myself, I left with the item. I made it to the parking lot and I made one phone call to a district manager. I received within about four minutes a phone call that said, Sir, please bring that item back. We'll be more than happy to exchange it for you. I walked in and boldly set that on that desk and took my money and stormed out of that place. You know, the problem is I didn't leave the Holy Spirit where I left the item. He started working on my heart. I thought I had won, but he started showing me how I had lost. He started showing me the way that my witness was not what it's supposed to be. You see, I'd done it my way and not his. So God began to deal with me about it. And he said, you're going to go back and make things right. And so I thought I'd be super spiritual about it. And so I just got a card that said, wrote it out. I want to apologize for the way that I've acted. I wanted him to have it in writing if he ever needed to show it to anybody. I had no clue that he would frame it. I remember showing up at the store and he wasn't there and it was going to be great. So I just took the card and I said, here you go. And the Lord said, he's not here. And I put it back in my pocket. It took me two or three times. One day we were over there with lunch. Pastor Danny was in the car. Pastor Michael, a group of other men were in our car. And the spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, he's there now. So we drove to the store. I walked into the store. He's there. He's looking at me like, why are you back in my store? And I took the card and I handed it to him. He opened it and he began to mock me. (laughs) He followed me to the car mocking me in front of Pastor Danny, Pastor Michael. (laughs) I'm thinking, Bubba, I will feed you that card right now. It hurt on every side. But I want you to know, when I got back in that car and pulled off, even though my blood was boiling, my spirit was growing because I realized something that I may have lost. But when I got in line with the plan of God, I won again. Why? Because God said, you do what I told you to do, and then I will open doors for you that are beyond your imagination. God's looking for you to do the possible. You see, when they start walking, when you start doing that, you've got to understand something. It wasn't to scare the uh, people in Jericho that they walked around that. God was changing them in the walk. You see, they were walking in their own possible to start with. 
But by the time that last day came and they had been doing what God told them to do day after day after day after day, he said, when you've done this, then the walls will fall and you will charge into the city. I want you to get what I've come to tell you today, that when you start honoring God in your life and doing what he said to do, even when you could do something else, walls are going to begin to fall. Things that you couldn't move out of your life are going to begin to fall. Why? Because God will have prepared you to be the person who can go up and take the city and take that victory and it won't cost you any ground, it will be something that advances you because God has prepared you as you gave him your possible. You see, that's what happens when we begin to pray, guys. We begin to say, God, change us, change who we are, and God prepares us so that when the victory comes, we know who deserves the glory. So my question for you today is, what Jericho are you walking around? What, how do you spell your Jericho? How do you spell Jericho? Jericho has many different spellings. If you are sick, Jericho is spelled healing. You need God to heal. You can do it on your own. God has a path. If you have family members who are not serving God, Jericho is spelled salvation. If you are in a marriage crisis, it's spelled reconciliation. If there is more month than money, it's spelled provision. How do you spell Jericho? I mean, each of these areas can be a painful battlefield. When you're sick and the enemy's trying to rob you on every side, God says, why don't you talk to me about it? Get into my presence about it. And God says, I will give you your joy back from the disease that tried to rob it from you. And he said, I will cause you to triumph in the middle of your prognosis. God says, start doing it my way. And instead of it controlling you, you'll begin to control it. And God will be glorified through your actions. What about that child that, that's not serving God or that relative? I mean, you could have another fight. You could have another family fight as you go to preach to them, but God said, no, 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 no. Why don't you start praying for them? Why don't you start doing it my way and start interceding? God says the power of prayer will begin to bring them to a place that he says, I will line up poignant moments of clarity for them. In other words, they'll come to a spot. They're looking to you going, I don't get it. And you'll say, I'll tell you what it is. It's God trying to remind you of his goodness and his grace. And you can throw your arms around them and love them back to where they're supposed to be. God says, stop fighting on your own. Start obeying God. And God makes the impossible possible but through your possible. God's watching you pray. You need to hear that. God's hearing. It's just blown my mind this week. And I, I, I'm trying to hurry through this, but it's blown my mind this week. The reports that have been coming in, people going, man, God's just showing up and God's doing this in my life and God's doing that. One family actually contacted me and they said, Pastor, uh, uh, did you pray over this need? I said, What? They said, did you pray about this specific need? I said, I didn't know anything about that. They said, well, we prayed about it and God healed it completely. You mean God answered our prayers? I was like, yeah, he does that. Amen. (laughs) Why? Because they took what they couldn't do and left it over here and did what God told them to do and prayed about it and God moved for them. Amen. You see, prayer will position us in the right place. Doing what God says. You know, it blows my mind. People say, we're in trouble. There's not enough month for the money. And they'll start compromising on the things of God, backing up the things of God, and then wonder why family stress happens and problems come. And and you know what? I'm walking around this morning because I'm thinking about walking around that situation. Instead of saying, well, I'm going to compromise what I believe. I'm going to stop tithing. I'm going to stop going to God's house and start working on that day. And we start doing those things. Instead of doing that, why don't we start walking around it in prayer and saying, God, you are our provider. And I'm going to honor your word. I'm going to obey you and watch God say, hey, you know what? You're doing what you're supposed to do. I'll do what I'm supposed to do. Amen. 
God wants to give you the impossible through the possible. This may not be speaking to your life the way it did mine, so I'll just keep preaching to myself for a moment more. Amen. The point is you can fight through these things on your own and have the battle scars to prove it. Or you can walk into the victory that Jesus has the scars to provide. God is waiting for you to afford him the opportunity to not only do the impossible, but to also change the way you respond to the possible. Jim Cimbala, a pastor in Brooklyn, was asked why God had done so many great things in his church. Why so many addictions were being broken? Why so many souls were being saved? Why so many families were being restored? And he said that he reached a place to where he came to this spot. And this is his quote. I despaired at the thought that my life might slip by without seeing God show himself mightily on our behalf. So he had to give God the possibles. You know, it won't be too long, and I'll have been pastoring for 25 years. It blows my mind that it took me 25 years to call the church to 100 days of prayer. I apologize for that. Because God is doing something amazing. God's changing our hearts. He's changing our lives. He's changing our church. Why? Because people are doing the possible. And that opens the door for Him to do the impossible. Many people have asked me, why do you see the miraculous in your life? Why do you, how, do you, how do you see God do these things you share with us about? When you see God heal people and you see God deliver people and the things that God's done in your own life and the provision that He's done. How? Why? And I want you to get this very carefully today as I say this to you in closing. The reason that most people never see the impossible is because they won't trust God with the possible. You don't invite God into your life because you don't really see a need for Him. Why do you need Him every day? Because you're making it through all right. And God says, there's more and it's less painful and it's better. I want to help you. I want to deliver you, he says. I want to bring you to life. I want to bring you through to where you could not go on your own. Stop asking me for the impossible until you start giving me the possible. Would you bow your heads with me today? I'd love to tell you this was something they learned completely. I'd love to tell you that this was something that they had figured out. But the next battle, they went about it their own way. 36 people were killed. 36 lives were ended because they tried to do it on their own. There are people in this place today who are facing impossibles. Can I see your hand if you're here today and you say, Pastor, there's some impossibles in my life that I need God to help me with overwhelming majority of hands and I don't know why I feel to say this right now but there's some of you you know exactly what it is the devil's just trying to keep your hand down would you join with us with your hand up if that's you yeah my God's able I declare he's able I declare he's able by the blood of Jesus Christ you can put that hand down for just a moment we see that the majority of us have an impossible but God's speaking today and he's told us the pathway to have that impossible 
is by committing to Him the possibles. Giving Him the possibles. Jericho would have fallen in more time and in more bloodshed, but because they gave God the possible, God gave them the impossible. You know exactly what you've been holding on to. You know exactly what your possible is that God's wanting from you and how you need to surrender to Him. Many, many, the majority have said, I have an impossible. How many of you right now would commit with me to take those possibles and honor God? Can I see your hand if that's you? The majority of hands in this place again. You can put those down. Just the way you see, I have not embarrassed anyone who raised their hand today. I'm going to pray for them in just a moment. But there are people here today that do not know Jesus Christ. The thought of something impossible happening in your life is really not even a possibility for the thought. The thought that God could deliver you, the thought that God could set you free, the thought that God could heal your family, that God could restore your marriage, that God could do the supernatural in your life seems so far because you've not committed your future to God. You've not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. You've not come to know Him as your Savior. And if you're here today, as I embarrass no one else before you, I don't want to embarrass you, but I want to pray with you. If you'd say, Pastor Don, I've never committed my life to Jesus Christ, or I prayed a prayer, but I've not even given Him the beginning of my possibles. And today I want to know Him as my Lord and Savior. If that's you, can I just see your hand right there where you're standing? Just hold it up high so I can see you. Thank you. Are there others today? Oh, thank you. Are there others today? Quickly, quickly, quickly. God's changing lives. Our hand's going up around this building. Thank you. I see that back there. Are there others today? In Jesus' name, surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. We're going to pray with these that have responded here in just a moment. The scripture says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised Christ from the dead, we would be born again. And God's going to change lives here in just a moment. I'm thankful for what he's going to do. We're going to celebrate even in just a moment in baptism. If you're here today, you say, Pastor Don, and this is God bringing me back around. This was not where I thought I was going, but my impossible has literally broken my heart and I need God to begin to heal me so I can begin to trust His grace in this situation. I don't know who you are, but God's speaking directly. Somebody has a broken heart over this impossible and God wants to minister to you. I'm not even going to have you raise your hand because God's going to begin to speak to you right where you are. Father, before I pray with these that are going to commit their life to you, I pray for that one who is broken hearted today. God, I declare over them that with every step in the possible, with everything that they can do, Lord, as they honor you, you're going to bring them supernaturally toward the impossible. God, I thank you, God, that children are coming home by the blood of Jesus Christ. Father God, I thank you that families are going to be restored by the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you that health is going to rise up by the stripes of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you that healing is ours to claim. And I thank you, God, that what seems so far away will be expedited because of faith in Jesus Christ. Now, for those of you who said you wanted to pray that today, would, you, would everyone in this place join hands with someone near you? We're going to pray the prayer of faith with them. Somebody prayed it with us, and we're going to pray it with them now. We're going to celebrate their birth into the kingdom of heaven as God's children.
Let's pray this prayer together. Jesus, by faith, I believe your word. I am a sinner. I can do nothing about this. But by faith, I accept your sacrifice. By faith, I give you my past, my present, and my future. Father, forgive me from this moment on. All that I am, all that I will ever be, I give to you. In Jesus' name, God is my Father. Heaven is my home. Jesus is my Savior. Father God, I thank you for what you've done in these right now. I thank you for the commitment that's coming into their life. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that's overshadowing them. And I thank you that the joy of the Lord is their strength now. Father, we celebrate today the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, come on, give the Lord some praise today. Amen. Hallelujah. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 815, 930, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.